The Lazy Girl's Guide too. For girls who want to better their life, but better not have to do too much work. Welcome to the Lazy Girl's Guide on Divorced. First and foremost, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you are going through what can only be described as a tough time, but hopefully this podcast helps. And joining me on the podcast is someone that is extremely helpful in this area. She also runs the Divorce and Separation Hub, which is completely designed to help people going through a divorce to try and ease some of the stress and anxiety that that can bring about. And she's also gone through a divorce firsthand herself. She joins me now. Her name is Nikki Parkinson. Hey, Nikki. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I know it's not the most exciting topic, and I think some people probably don't like openly discussing this topic, but I think it's definitely an important one to think about. It's an interesting time in my life to be recording this because I'm recently engaged, but I am genuinely interested in seeing kind of the practical side of a divorce as well as the emotional side because I've seen some of my friends go through it and it just seems like it is one of the toughest things you can ever go through. In your opinion, is there such thing as a good divorce? There can be. The separation or the marriage breakdown is the act, I suppose, and divorce is the process. So there absolutely can be some good divorces out there or good separations out there, and that comes down to a variety of things, whether it's communication, whether it's emotional levels, whether you were blindsided or you didn't see it coming. Obviously, that's not going to be fantastic. And really, it's how you deal with it. And what I say to a lot of people is that... You can't control the other person anymore, if at all, but you can control yourself. So it comes down to how how do you want to deal with it and how do you want to move forward through the process whilst there are going to be obviously legalities and emotions and a whole bunch of things that you probably haven't ever had to think about before. But really, first and foremost, I think people really need to think about how they can control the situation because it then gives you some ownership moving forward. Let's talk about it from a practical point of view. From filing for a divorce to being actually legally divorced from someone, how long does that process take? And what does that process involve, actually? Okay, so... First up, um, to become divorced um, in Australia, you have to have been separated for 12 months before you can file for for divorce. And once you've done that and you file your application through the Commonwealth Courts portal, it's done online these days prior to um, COVID hitting us. This was always done online for quite some time now. So you file your application. In doing that, you get a date. Basically, the the court portal spits out a a date for you, um, which is probably going to be between four and six weeks from the date you actually file your application. And then once you get to the court hearing, and it depends on whether you elect to be at the court hearing or not, if you have children and you're filing the application yourself, you don't have a choice but to be there. If you have children and you file a joint application with your ex, then neither one of you has to be at court at that time. And basically all you have to prove is that your marriage is broken down and there's no chance of you reconciling. And that's the threshold, really. The other things that come with that, your property settlement, working out your finances and your arrangements for your children, that's when it can become pretty tricky. 
So I have a couple of questions there. First and foremost, you said that you have to be separated for 12 months. How do you prove that? Does that mean living at separate addresses or what if you do choose to still stay in the same residence? Like how do you prove that you've been separated for 12 months? One party has to communicate to the other that they believe that the marriage has broken down. Now that can be basically saying to your ex-husband or wife, I don't want to be with you anymore and I consider that our marriage is now at an end and you write the date down um, in a diary or you can communicate it via a text message or an email. There's no hard and fast ways of how you should communicate that as long as you've communicated it or one party has communicated it and the other party doesn't have to agree. But if one person says, I think our marriage is over and there's no chance of reconciling, well, that then becomes the date of separation. For the most part, um, a lot of people will diarise it. A lot of people will send it in, as a text or send an email. So you, you do actually have some evidence there as to when the separation occurred. And I would say to people, if, if you are going through this at the moment or you're thinking about going through it, make sure you communicate the date. Now, my other question there was how much does it actually cost to, without the lawyers involved, how much does it cost to get a divorce and to, to file for a divorce? The fees are actually set by the uh, Family Court of Australia or the Federal Circuit Court and at 900, your filing fee, which is a court fee, is $910. There is a reduced fee. So if you've got a pension or a healthcare card or a Veterans Affairs card from Department of Human Services, then that then you can make an application to reduce that fee. And that comes down to about $340, I think, from memory. So big reductions there, that's the only cost if you're not involving lawyers. That's the only cost that you'll have, aside from if you need to get a copy of your marriage certificate, if you don't have that, which will be from birth to death in marriages. And I think that's about $47 these days for a quick turnaround time, maybe 48 hours. And that's the only cost that without involving a lawyer that you'll have for a divorce. Now, forgive me for my ignorance here. I watched Sweet Home Alabama the other day and I remember, I know it's a whole different country with a whole different system, but I remember Reese Witherspoon's character cannot remarry because her partner refuses to sign the divorce papers. Is that the same here in Australia? Do both parties have to agree to a divorce to actually go forward with it? No, they don't. So part of the process is if you're, if you're, making the application yourself um, and so you file for your for divorce and part of that process is you have to serve your husband or wife with those papers. So most people will have a process server, so somebody that uh, will go to the other party, ask them their name and address and hand them the documents and basically that's them being served. So handing them the divorce papers They don't have to agree. If they disagree that the date of separation is wrong, then they can put in an objection to the date of separation. And what usually happens there is the court will look at the evidence from both parties and they'll either accept one or the other. And then from that date, they'll call that the 12-month period. The short answer is no. The other person doesn't have to sign. But if they don't agree with the divorce, then it kind of puts another step in the process of becoming divorced. It sounds like at the moment we're talking about a very kind of straightforward divorce here, which is great to know. But 
I guess it's so multi-layered. There's so many emotions involved with different things. In America, I guess I keep referring to America because of the way we see divorce through movies and TV shows. But is it the same in Australia if someone cheats or are there these special clauses that if someone does something, the other person gets more money or it turns the divorce into something a bit more bitter? Great question because it used to be some time ago um, that you used to have to prove why you wanted to become divorced. And the introduction of the Family Law Act in 1975 did away with all of that fault-based system. So we are now a no-fault system in Australia. So you don't have to prove anything except that your marriage has broken down and that you've lived separately for 12 months. I guess the misconception there is though that even though you might become divorced, that doesn't then separate your finances or your matrimony or your your marriage assets and liabilities and it doesn't sort out the arrangements for your children if you've got children. The three don't necessarily go hand in hand. So your divorce is one thing yep. and you it's a pretty easy process. But then you've got, if you do have property together, and that doesn't have to be real estate, but if you've got property together, joint property, joint assets or liabilities that you need to split up, then that's a separate component of the family law as well. And then perhaps you've got children and you need to work out what the arrangements for those children are going to be as well. So what would your advice be to someone that is, you know, about to begin this process or thinking of it? Would your go-to be to consult a, a lawyer straight away? It sounds like the easy way is to not have any legal counsel here and sort out amongst yourselves. Even if you are amicable, does that? would you advise that? Does that put you on the front foot? To become divorced, no, I don't think you need to have a lawyer at any stage. Um, I think it's a really simple process. It's a matter of filling in some forms and serving your ex-husband or wife with the documents and waiting for your hearing to, you know, waiting for that date for hearing. If we're talking about dividing up your property or the kids scenarios, then I think even if you're very amicable, I think it's important just to have a little bit of general legal advice, I think, because in a property situation, you've then got perhaps tax implications. Um, You know, you've got, if you've got, property together if one person's going to keep it what does that mean for the other person are you going to be paid the correct amount if you're going to separate that property and what is your actual property pool so I think you can certainly do it on your own but I think at the outset it's important just to have some general legal advice about what your options are. So when it comes to something like custody. We, we often hear custody put with the word battle. It becomes a custody battle. And I know that that's not a direct um, result of a divorce, but I guess it is definitely a fallout from a divorce. So say your divorce is straightforward, then you have got the custody battle. How long genuinely when you've seen that process play out, does that take? It can be take a really long time, Carly, as you can imagine, you know, you've got mum and dad and then you've got little people involved and when you've got children involved emotions are obviously really heightened so I guess the court process if you get to that stage once you file your application for your children to live with you or you or spend time with 
there as a parent, that can take up to two years to get through that system if we're talking about start to finish. That's a really long and drawn out process. Having said that though, you've got a lot of opportunity in the midst of that period of start to finish where you can settle at any point in time if everybody is agreeable and there are options there for dispute resolution which I would suggest anybody should look at strongly because you one thing is think you think of that two year period of your life, it is taking up so much time emotionally. At the end of it, you're going to have lost two years in time which you'll never get back. It's going to have cost you an absolute fortune in legal fees. And sometimes it's necessary and I'm not saying that it's not always necessary, but it will cost you a fortune in legal fees to run that process. You potentially are looking at anywhere from twenty five plus thousand dollars each you and your former partner or the other parent to get through that process and that's being pretty generous on you know lawyers fees most lawyers these days will charge you between anywhere of 350 upwards per hour wow I, i didn't know that um Just quickly before we wrap this up, I did mention at the beginning of this podcast that not only have you helped so many people along the way navigate what is one of the hardest things in their life, but you've also been through it yourself. So on a personal note, what advice would you give someone that is either going through a divorce or about to go through through one? Great question, because I think, um, like you said, it it is Statistically, it is one of the top five most stressful things that you're going to go through in your entire life. My advice to people would be, first of all, get some information. Now, whether that's through someone like me as a divorce coach or a strategist, whether it's through um, just Googling some information or your lawyer, just be informed, I think, is really important because once you've got some information and some knowledge, you can then make some decisions around that. If you've got nothing and you have no idea what to do, then it's overwhelming. For me, I had 20 years, 25 years experience. And when my marriage fell apart, it was traumatic. I mean, I had three children. I knew what to do. I knew all the answers. But when you're in the thick of it, you just can't see that because one of the other things that I think that people don't emphasise enough is to really look after your mental health Mm. and making sure that you've got a self-care plan in place. Now, whether that's morning routine, whether it's getting up and going for a quick walk around the block, if you live by the ocean, getting in for a swim, Whatever it is, something that fills your cup every single day is so important. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for not only your legal advice, which I have no doubt is going to help so many people out there, but also your very wise personal advice too. If people do want more information and are going through this, uh, you can check Nikki out at divorceandseparationhub.com. But thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Nikki. You're very welcome. Thanks very much for having me.